Is it still on, the metronome? Yeah. It would be so bad if we did this whole thing. I think you can turn it off anytime. We would have to restart the whole thing. No, I think you can turn it off. But it would be like in the back. Don't, don't, no, you can don't. turn it off. No, not after it's recorded. Okay. Is this oh, volume? you're recording. Okay. Really yeah, but you can go back and edit it. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Active Texan Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Watts, your host. Today we have a special guest with us. Laura Lee Smith. Hey. Hey, what's up? I'm Laura Lee, welcome here. to the show. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Are you nervous? Not, not really. Okay, good. After I did Aaron Joyner's podcast, I feel like I'm a pro. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you today as well, because we're going to hear a little bit about what being active means to you, what you do to stay active, but also a little bit about your business, entrepreneur, um, and also your, your local. Yeah, I'm a local. Been here my whole life. 25 yeah. years and counting. <laughs> so you were born and raised in College Station. So I wasn't born here. I was actually born in Lake Charles, Louisiana. But uh, my mom's from Hearn, which is about 25 minutes from Bryan. Um, and so we moved here. I was two years old. So I've uh, been here ever since then. So, so that's like why it. I said 25 years. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a little older than 25 now. <laughs> okay. Um, and so you're a local real estate agent, entrepreneur, and you yeah. love all things CrossFit. All things CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> and just actually working out in general. So I really do like it. Um, yeah, I'm a real estate agent at Washington Megan Premier Real Estate in College Station. I have been uh, selling real estate for five years now. I have over 200 transactions under my belt, which has been a lot of fun um, and a huge learning experience. Um, and I, I started a community group called Life on the Brazos, and that's kind of how I wanted to brand myself, um, being community outreach and making sure uh, support local, buy local, be local. So that's kind of how that's taken off. But yeah, love my job, love being here. So. When did you start that Life on the Brazos? Because I, I noticed that and I wanted to ask you about it in a little more detail. Yeah, um, that was about two years ago. I was brainstorming on how to uh, get my business out there, being a real estate agent, and what would set me apart. I mean, there's 1,200 of us in Bryan College Station alone. And so I realized that if you go on Facebook and you're searching for a realtor, all of their pages say, Laura Lee Smith, comma, realtor, or you know, Joe Blow, realtor. And I mean, that's not eye-catching when you search for that. And so I wanted to um, put the community first. So I share local events, um, restaurants. We do Friday spotlights, um, things that are going on in our community. And I figure if people are going there to search all things local and they see me while they're at it and they want to ask questions about what it would be like to buy or sell a house, I'm there. Um, and so that's kind of how that formed and molded and it's been a lot of fun to uh, kind of venture out and do things that are different other than just oh you want to buy a house okay great yeah. <laughs> so so where, where do you find that is it online? on Facebook yeah so I have Facebook and Instagram it's just called life on the Brazos um, and you can, you can tag at life on the Brazos on Instagram and then um, on Facebook I think it actually says life on the Brazos by Laura Lee Smith so yeah, we all like it. I kind of made my business into the community, and that was my goal. So, yeah. I absolutely love that. Cool, thanks. I mean, it's very similar to what what our our mindset when we started College Station PT and Performance. If you don't get into the community and get out there and get amongst the community of people that are active, whether it's running, triathlon, CrossFit, golf, then you can't just sit there and wait for someone to come to you. So it's, right. it's the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you've been 
you were mentioning today that you've been through all kinds of things regard related to real estate, even yeah, yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're very relatable um, right. as to how you can help people. And that's what I, that's what I want to be. Um, you know, I am all about, if you, if you use me once, you're going to use me for life because, uh, I want to be your friend, um, and I work for you, and that's kind of how I've set my business model. Um, I can say proudly that all of my clients, they use me over and over again and send their friends to me, and I think it's just because I've set up this, um, I've been in your shoes mentality, and I know how that feels, uh, going from you're selling your house, purchasing land, buying a hunting ranch. Um, You know, My husband and I, we've done all of that, so I want everyone to know that I have your back. Awesome. Yeah. But it's been really cool. So have you been active your whole life? No, no, no. <laughs> um, actually, when I started being, I was in the marching band in high school. Um, that's how I got my athletic credits. But I... What instrument did you play? The flute. Okay. And then the bass drum. But I didn't march. I only played the bass drum during, uh, I guess, the winter season. Um, you didn't march with the flute? I marched with the flute. Okay. Uh, I didn't march. I guess I didn't play percussion okay. up at front. Um, I was probably 18 I lived with my closest friend her name was Shay Williams huge CrossFit advocate CrossFit lover um, and she was like Laura you need to come to CrossFit you need to come to CrossFit and I never did and I never did biggest regret of my whole life by the way <laughs> when your friends are telling you to go do something go and do it um, <laughs> so we lived together for five years and then um, she moved away and that next week I started CrossFit and I just fell in love with the community um, I work out at Salt Off CrossFit and uh, it's it's not about it's about it's about the community there it they we live and breathe each other and your weaknesses and your strengths and everyone kind of vibes off of that and when you're having a good day or a bad day uh people definitely notice there and that's what kept me coming back and i've been a member there since 2016 so and that's around that time they opened that yeah Uh so they opened in may and i started in june that yeah. was the first your first experience with CrossFit was yeah, I, June uh, 2016. Yeah. I went to Hustle Athletics, uh, which is an old it wasn't really a CrossFit affiliation. Um, it was more of like the hit it intensity with Shay and but as far as like CrossFit branding, that was the first time I walked in and never walked out. So <laughs> I love it. It's been um, it's been a life changer, not only for I mean my physical well being and the way my body looks, but um, I mean, we don't have kids yet, but one day I want to be 40 and still out playing basketball with my kids or, um, you know, even if it's going antiquing with my grandma and walking 14 miles, I'll be able to do that, you know, well into my later years in life. So that's kind of what it set me up for. Yeah. That's kind of what for you and for a lot of people, what CrossFit set you up for yeah, is absolutely. long-term life time fitness. Yeah, absolutely. And it's addiction. It is an addiction. <laughs> Well, at least you admit it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Worth it, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think any any kind of activity that we begin to love like that is, if, if we don't get addicted to it, then there's something wrong. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You need to make a change. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not working out for you. So yeah. I tried the, um, I guess it's Zumba, and I tried bar, and I did yoga, but this is the only thing that really stuck for me. So uh, it's, a, it's something different every day, and I have a very... Um, as everyone who knows me probably knows, a very go, go, go personality. And I don't think I could go and just do the same thing every day. So that's what made CrossFit fun. Yeah. I think that's good for everybody to hear because it may not be CrossFit. It may be something else. But you've got to try things. Right. 
And so it sounds like you tried a few things before you oh, found the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I like it. And I think anyone who, uh, well, and when I started, I mean, I didn't just, I went head first. I joined the sawed off competition team. I started doing extra programming. I mean, I dove all in. So it was, it's been good. It's changed my life for so sure. So what are some of the things that um, that particular gym sawed off? offers that I mean it sounds like they're they're a little bit unique in kind of what the different aspects of training that they do so you mentioned a couple of things the one-on-one the competition team yeah like Uh, is that all still going on uh uh-huh um well we had to take a pause because of coronavirus and quarantine um but we are back in full swing so sawed off does classes starting at 5 30 in the morning all the way till 6 30 at night so that's really cool for a schedule like mine is there's no excuse. I don't have a, oh, well, they don't offer a class at this time. Like, I, I have to go. They have, I think it's nine classes. Um, so, and then they do personal training, one-on-one coaching. They do um, a competition team. So, the competition team just involves extra programming, people whose goals revolve around not just getting in your one-hour-a-day workout, uh, maybe building strength working on gymnastics, um, specialized programming for what your future goals are. And then us as a competition team, they, we, you know, we compete with each other. We go to different things. So right now, um, this week I'm on a team of four for the fittest experience. So we're doing our qualifiers this week and next week. And then on November the 12th, I have a three woman competition in Dallas. Um, and so that's kind of fun too, is to get out of your comfort zone and, I mean, win some protein and BCAAs and have a, have a good time doing it with some really good friends. So that's what that is. And then, um, you know, just the extra programming you can go during open gym hours. And I mean, it's been, it's been good for me. I felt a lot of strength in a very short amount of time. So mm-hmm. that's also been cool to see. Yeah. So it's only been four years that you've been doing all, but you went head first. Um, yeah. So I started in June and like I said, and then I joined the competition team in November. So. Okay. Yeah, and then we do, that's also fun, and so sawed off, not right now, but they used to, um, they did 10 a.m. community workouts, and so the competitors, usually when we're doing open gym back and forth all day long, um, we're, we don't get to just be with each other, so Ryan Healy, our coach, started this um, Saturday morning, 7 a.m. workouts where we, that's only the competitors that are allowed to be there, and so that's, that's probably my favorite time to work out um, you know, all week because it's 13 or so of us and specialized things that he programs. And then it's usually a lot of grunt work, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So your next competition is November 12th. Yeah. November the 12th in Dallas. It's like I said, three women, um, five workouts and all day on a Saturday. So. And so you, your training is basically going from comp to comp uh, right now, as far as your programming and the way it's laid out. Do you have any kind of like off season or is it so, I mean, I kind of dictate my own schedule. Usually I don't pack it this full, but I'm an overcommitter and I don't know how to say no. <laughs> so, um, I've had the comp, t- well, I have a triathlon planned November the 8th that now you're doing with yes. me, Dr. Watts. Thank you. Um, Thanks to you and Aaron. <laughs> yeah, with Aaron Joyner. We've been training for it for about six months now. Um, and, and then that will be your first triathlon. Yeah, it's a, just the sprint, but I'm excited. It's still a triathlon. Yeah, I'm gonna get the cool T-shirt and I'm gonna wear it like I'm so proud. <laughs> Is it a T-shirt or a hoodie? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, think it, I think it might be a hoodie. I hope it's a hoodie. I got too many T-shirts, <laughs> but I'll still wear it. It's called the best of the best. Yeah. So it's perfect for you. Yeah. Thanks. 
<laughs> we're uh i'm excited so that was something that i've had planned and on my calendar for a while now and then um i have one of my closest girlfriends uh or another one of my closest girlfriends her name's ashley she just moved to dallas and we've done this it's called girls gone rx it's um, for breast cancer awareness so all of the proceeds go to the uh, breast cancer awareness susan g Komen fund mm-hmm. and um she was like i moved to dallas will you come do this with me we've always been partners and so I decided to do that. I didn't really look at my calendar, but I'm going to make it all work out. <laughs> and then um, another group of my friends that are on that comp team with me, they asked if I would join them for the fittest experience qualifiers, which are this week and next week. Um, so it's just a lot of fitness over the next couple weeks, but that means I'll get to eat extra at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever um, qualified for anything big with some of these qualifiers? Um, so I guess no. Um, we did the Wadapalooza, uh, competition last February, or I guess it was last December. And the way that they do it, if you sign up for, there's like different brackets. So obviously elite RX intermediate scaled. So if you sign up, I'm more of an intermediate athlete. If you sign up for the intermediate division, um, the people who didn't make elite, they get funneled into RX and the people that don't make RX get funneled into intermediate and so on. Um, and so when I was watching it online, I was like, dang, we were doing so good. What happened? I was watching it online though. The people who were in the scale, they were definitely RX athletes, but I mean, that's not their fault. That's just how their correspondence, I guess, works, but we'll see. Um, a lot of the competitions we do though, it's not, well, there's not qualifiers. It's show up, try to win some money and some prizes. I've done, I've won two competitions in my life. So that's, that's pretty good for me so far. Over those team or individual? Um, with one guy. So it was male, female partner. Okay. Which mm-hmm. ones were those? Um, both times it was the Welburn versus Saltoff CrossFit competition. Okay. So we po- I podiumed with a friend of mine, Travis Link. Um, oh, so nice. we kept it going. We were very shocked last year, but it was a lot of fun. Are they going to do that this year? I'm not sure. I haven't heard about it. So it was right before quarantine. So that was like, okay. it's like so the first weekend year. of March is when that happened. And then quarantine happened. So hopefully, I'm sure. Yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> and so this year you have... Uh, in November, you have the competition plus what you're doing right now with the qualifiers. But and then, after that, yeah, I'll probably then break. It's kind of an off season. Yeah, I'll probably break <laughs> December and January because then the open starts February 18th. Okay. So I will be working on gymnastics during December and January. So. So when do you fit this in? Um, so I usually do my class workout um, in the morning. Sometime like at 7 a.m. is usually the class I go to. Um, and then my open gym time, I used to go to open gym in the afternoon sometime. Now there, since we can't do open gym when classes are going on, um, I just have, I have a home gym at home. And so whenever I get home from work, I set up my barbell and I just work on some strength exercises really at home. Cause we get the cardio and the gymnastics at, um, the gym every day. And so at home, I, I just work on building strength. So, yeah. So yeah. what do you do? What about, let's talk about recovery. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to just give our listeners an idea of what recovery is to you. And we can kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, how do you utilize recovery? What does that mean? Does yeah. it mean sit on your butt on the couch and do nothing? 
or does it mean go for a run? Like, yeah. what, what is that for you? Um, sleep. I am the sleep queen. I have <laughs> I have a whoop, um, that bracelet that you see a lot of people running around wearing, and I'm in a group with some fellow athletes of mine, and I am usually the highest sleeper. Um, so recovery to me is going to bed early and waking up late. So I go, Luke and I, we try to get in bed around 8.30, and I wake up at 6, and so I get a full eight hours of sleep every single night. Um and then I think let's talk about that in a second. Yeah. I think it's that's you say the queen of sleep. Mm-hmm. You said? Yeah, I'm the queen of sleep. Well, I think we all should aspire to do that because <clears throat> I've found just personal experience and also just with research that that is uh, that's the number one time you recover is when yeah. you're sleeping. Um, and so even like what the conditions are in the room matter. Uh, what you did before you slept, the 30 minutes before, hour before, what you ate, when you mm-hmm. stopped eating, yeah. um, what you were looking at, <laughs> your yeah. phone or TV yeah. or computer, and then also like the temperature in the room, mm-hmm. like all these. Do you take all these into into play or do you just... To an extent. You're just a good sleeper. <laughs> I mean, I am a good sleeper. So um, I my number one credit to my sleep performance is I married a grandpa, it feels like, who... <laughs> I used to be a night owl, so I'd go to bed at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'd wake up at 7 or 8, and that was just my life. And then I married Luke, and he likes to go to bed at 8 and wake up at 4. So that was a huge thing for that. Um, and I just adapted to that, and then now it's it's become habit. But I sleep with it really cold and with lots of blankets over me. I bought one of those um, cool, uh, I think they're called Buffy weighted blankets. It's like the most comforting thing ever I swear um and then I'm in a I'm in a pretty steady routine so we get home from work sometimes around six or seven I get home I eat dinner I take a bath um I I take a bath at night hot bath that's the most relaxing thing and then we go straight to bed I check my last emails respond to my last text messages put my phone on my nightstand face down we watch one episode on Netflix and we go to bed and um so I find it best for me is as soon as I get home, I get dinner on the table, we eat early, take a hot bath, and then, you know, I basically not look at my phone. I think that it, we, I am very guilty of getting caught in that Instagram trap. And so once I got my whoop and I realized, like they ask you questions. So every morning you wake up and they base your sleep um, they ask you questions about your sleep. So one of mine is like, did I take a melatonin supplement before I went to bed? Did I um, eat immediately before? Did I drink enough water that day? Um, Did I exercise late? Uh, So ask you questions about that. And then at the end of the month, it gives you charts on or did you drink alcohol? Um, you know, things like that. So it gives you charts on, well, when you said you consumed alcohol that day, um, your sleep was 55% lower than it usually was. And then you can see what's working and what's not working for your body. Um, I used to be a hot tea drinker right before I went to bed because that's what everybody else was doing. And I learned about myself that I wake up three or four times in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom. And so um, just, you know, I know that having a subscription to something is not, you know, the best thing in the world but I like I, I really have leaned on into this whoop and so that's really taught me a lot about me but my routine eating early taking a bath going to bed putting the phone out so and it's been helpful yeah, I think using one of these wearable wearable devices is extremely <clears throat> helpful from what I've heard I haven't done it personally um, but you're you basically just sold me on it so. yeah <laughs> do it for a month and you'll be addicted um, so I've been a whoop member since November and 
Um, I think that it really learned me by February, and after that, like I really depend on this thing. And it's so the way how it's act or how well or how accurate it is. Okay, Lorley, um, it I just it's crazy. Um, and it also does, it doesn't just do sleep, it does strain, so how hard your workout was. So I learned also that I'm not a very good runner, and so if I go run a mile versus doing like a 30 minute on the bike, my strain's gonna be five points higher than, you know, for way less exercise in my, in my mind. So I don't know, you learn lots of cool things about yourself, but as far as recovery, and then I, I go see you, obviously, at College Station Physical Therapy, and, um, I that's really it sleep that's I'm sleep queen <laughs> do, you, do you have days in your programming though that um that are rest days yeah yeah so Thursdays we don't do extra programming and Sundays I don't work out at all um and then I do class Monday through Saturday and then not just not doing the extra stuff on Thursday and then Sunday uh I take a nap <laughs> after church so that is that's the story so i think that it sounds like the number one recovery tool for you is sleep, sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah i think everybody should hear that i mean uh, it's very uh underrated yeah it yeah, is underrated <laughs> we're gonna figure out our words soon sleep i promise is, sleep is underrated um I, I mean you're right on the what the average should be as far as recommendations eight hours you said it's very cold in your room. What what temperature do y'all sleep at? I would like to sleep at sixty eight, but we sleep at seventy two. Sixty <laughs> eight's the ideal temperature. Yeah. Uh, so still Luke, that's supported by research. Well, he uh, he I don't know for uh, he's six four and one hundred and fifty pounds soaking wet. So he says he doesn't have as much meat on his bones as I do, and so he gets colder faster. And so um, Give we've one of those compromised. Blankets. <laughs> we've compromised. So I've learned. Uh, I mean, seventy two is just fine, but. Uh, it's it's been good. We we like to sleep, and we are. I don't I don't wake up too too early um, unless I have to. So I like it. When you work out at seven, so do you eat anything before you work out? No, I don't. I drink a cup of coffee and I go work out, and then I come home, and that's I drink protein shake, and then I eat eggs, bacon, and a bagel. And what, then what coffee are you drinking? Nine Five Adventures. <laughs> Shameless plug, right yeah. there. <laughs> that's why I asked. Yep, Summit View with Summit cream and view. sugar. Stevia, awesome. sorry. <laughs> so you can get that, you can purchase that online or yeah. Yeah. straight Yeah, purchase from. it at 95adventures on Instagram, or um, you can send me a text or send Aaron Joyner, who is the owner, and they will get you hooked up with the best coffee in the whole wide world. Are y'all coffee people? Yeah. So I used to drink Keurig coffee, and um, Aaron got me hooked. He made me go get the coffee pot that grinds the beans. And um, I ran out, and so I had to go to my Keurig coffee, and I was like, how did I ruin my life for all of these years? <laughs> it's very different. Fresh yeah. ground coffee. you got to have it. So, anyways. Yeah, we drink coffee uh, every morning, and Allison does more than once a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so well, one thing I wanted to do was kind of a little shotgun round with... Uh, cro- related to CrossFit. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, this is I'm totally. <laughs> this was not on the itinerary. It was not on the itinerary. I'm totally winging it. It's just something I thought of while we we're sitting here because. Okay. I mean, we could talk about. It sounds like it seems like we could talk about CrossFit for the whole time if we wanted to. Oh yeah. Um. So, I'm I'm kind of winging this too. So we'll just kind of okay. go with it. So shotgun shotgun round. First question: What is your favorite CrossFit benchmark workout? Helen, for sure. So what's Helen? Um, it's kettlebell swings, pull-ups, and running, I think. All right. Least favorite? Um, Benchmark. Annie. Annie. Which is? Ab mat sit-ups. Or we do it ab mat sit-ups and jump rope. So. 
I don't like that. I'm not very good at double unders, so <laughs> yeah, Annie. So your your favorite? I'm going. Okay, what about your favorite um, Olympic lift? Snatch. All right, favorite power lift. Uh, power clean. Power clean is an Olympic lift. Oh, <laughs> you said power lift, like uh, back squat. Like power lifting. Oh, okay. It's probably deadlift three, then. Three lifts. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your least favorite uh, Olympic lift? Uh, squat clean. What is your least favorite power lift? Uh, probably back squat. <laughs> okay. There's really only three options there. Back squat, deadlift, bench press. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, back squat. That's the power lifting. Back squat's the favorite. Yeah, when you said power, I definitely thought you meant like in a power position. So, oh well. <laughs> okay. Barbell or gymnastics? Barbell. I knew that was the answer. Yeah, <laughs> barbell for sure. All right, what's your um, what is your favorite gymnastics move? Um, probably pull ups. Yeah, pull ups. Least favorite. Uh, toast bar. All right, favorite cardio piece. Uh, the bike. Least favorite. Running. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a little insight right there in the little league. We got the she loves the barbell. Yeah. And but you love you like Helen is your favorite benchmark workout. Yeah, but it's not. Um, I think it has running in it. Yeah, I think I think it's kettlebell swings, um, pull ups, and running. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I like it. It's because I like the gymnastics element, and I'm very, 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 very good at pull. I mean, at kettlebell swings, and so the running's just the only miserable part. So yeah, that one's a 400 meter run. Yeah, it's three rounds. Yeah, three rounds, 21 kettlebell swings, 12 pull ups, 400 meter run. That's one of my favorites, actually, too. Yeah. Um, and oh, then Nancy not. also has um, some running in it too, and that's overhead squats. And so, anyways, you okay. like? Did you say Nancy? I I said Nancy um, just a second ago because I was talking about running or thinking about running. But yeah, it has running and overhead squats, and those, I don't really like either of that. It's yeah. more of a um, I like Nancy for the mental aspect of it because it's two of my least favorite movements. Um, but for a uh, I guess head pumping gets you excited about your self workout. It would be Helen because it's easy to PR when the gymnastics gets better and the running gets better. Um, you know, those are big movements that I'm working on, and so that's why I like Helen. Big improvements, not a lot of time. What about your favorite competition? Um, I would probably say a league of their own in San Antonio. Have you ever heard about that? Yes, it's the most invigorating coolest experience ever our whole gym i feel like goes last year we had 10 teams it's three females um and it's just it's such a vibe you it's it's where i make probably all of my prs um i work so hard over there i mean i don't know i love it so do you have a least favorite competition yeah i do well one that you've done yeah just, i mean it's okay not not the not about the competition itself just like your performance um yeah, I, I didn't. I don't really like the BCS Classic, but I mean that's just my own personal opinion. I uh, I just think that the 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 whole aspect of a competition for me is about the athletes, and so you get those at those small competitions. And I I think the BCS Classic is a great thing for elite athletes, but um, just for me and what I'm trying to do day in and day out, I I like the smaller stage where it's kind of. Uh, we're celebrating little victories and not so much who's you know winning a lot of money. With the competitions that are my favorite, you're competing for protein and a cool picture on a podium. Yeah. So. <laughs>
yeah. And it's, and it's, I mean, like you said, with Sawed Off CrossFit, too, it's about the community for you, and that's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a smaller community, but, yeah. I mean, every CrossFit community is kind of their own little thing, and that's what you thrive off of. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I think, uh, I've done the VCS Classic three times, and it's a, it's a lot of fun, and I like that it's two partners, you don't see that a whole lot, so there's good and bad to every competition. Um, I just like, it's my small, tight-knit group, so. Yeah. So we're going to transition a little bit into um, entrepreneurship. Okay. <laughs> so in your, you, you're talking about all these different things that you do with CrossFit and Active. And you kind of told us when you do those things. I mean, outside of that, you're pretty much doing this one other thing, um, working on your business with real estate. So how did you get into real estate? Um, so I have three brothers and we're all pretty close in age except for my oldest brother and I'd been in school at A&M in Blinn for um, four years and I hadn't figured out what I wanted to do yet and my little my two little brothers were going into college and my mom basically said uh, swim or sink and she said I'm not paying for your school anymore and you need to figure it out so I did I got my real estate license um, and I don't think I'll ever go back to college, so <laughs> I love it. Um, so it was a it was a little bit of tough love that ended ended in a big way. And so I think that for parents, tough love is good. So I, I like it. And so that's how I got into real estate. Was your mom involved in real estate? Yeah, my mom's been a realtor um, yeah. my whole life, and she taught me a lot of what I know. And so having something like that to go into uh, made my questions and things like that a little bit easier. Uh, my mom works at a franchise and I work at a boutique brokerage and so we kind of get to feed off of each other on what they're doing and what I'm doing because it's two totally different worlds. So, And you yeah. used to do that too, right? I mean, that's how you got your start. Yeah, my mom used to own a real estate company called Better Homes and Gardens and then um, when she sold her company, they did, um, she went to another franchise and I went to a boutique brokerage. So it's been good. We have very different personalities. So I like that, uh, and I like my small office. Like I said, the community. I'm all about yeah. community and knowing everyone I work with, and you know, knowing about their kids and when their, you know, kids are doing soccer games and in 4-H and uh, personal problems or victories. So yeah. that's kind of what I I thrive on. So, so with your, um, you, what are the different things that you, I mean, help people do? It's not just simply buying, selling homes, right? Um, as far as like my job goes, yeah, or what like, do you do? Uh, oh man, I've got a <laughs> list of that will literally probably go from here to Tulsa. Um, so a realtor doesn't just do, we don't just write contracts. You know, I, realtors get bad reps. Like people say, we just drive around in Mercedes and drink martinis all day, which is just not <laughs> the case. Uh, but I think that people for sure, you know, see that side. And yeah, there are some that that's what they do it's just uh, so I wake up and I you know I'm on emails I do community spotlights I'm marketing like no one no other person I do full-time I do staging all my listings get staging materials that I buy I hire a professional stager we go in um, and make sure you know my goal is to sell your house for the most money in the least amount of time and the fastest uh, you know with multiple offers would be nice and if you've got your kids' drawings all over your refrigerator, yeah, they're sentimental, but if we could just tuck those things into the drawer for, you know, 15 days, people don't see that, um, you know, when you have someone walk into your house, you want them to feel them in your house, not, oh, look, 
well, Larry drew a dinosaur and it's on the fridge. And so I do that. Um, I go, I am the secretary treasurer for the Bryan Qualitation Board of Realtors. I um, have been involved with that for a few years. I was a part of the Texas Realtors Leadership Program. Um, I like I'm I volunteer, I help with Hope Slocker. I'm the committee chairman for BCS Realtors Give Back. I um, I'm tra I'm on the Tree Pack Committee, which is for it's a political action action committee protecting Texans' property rights. Um, and I'm a major donor for that. And um, so it's not just I don't just wake up and write an offer and then go to the bar. Like that's just not how the realtors work anymore. Um, and so I, you know, I'm I'm people's friends. Like a good friend of mine, um, she's working on purchasing a house, and um, I. I mean, I make it, selling a house and purchasing, and I make it very clear up front, like, I know we're best friends, but now, like, this is business, and so um, I think people really appreciate things like that, so it's been, it's good. I do a whole lot of things. If you saw my to-do list, like, I am the type of person that I'm scheduled every five minutes, so I take, like, 7.05 phone calls, and, like, please don't call before 7.05, and um, my time's very strenuous because I do so much, um, not only with work but with my personal life I like to be a good wife and my house is clean and I like to have a hot meal on the stove and you know I teach kids church at my 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 church and we do like we don't miss Wednesday night church and so things like that that um, I value so it's all about scheduling every five minutes of your life but I a long list of things so what is the um, do you know what the next five years gonna look like I mean is uh, that hard to predict like in your for like the, what like work looks like. Yeah. Um, so we're pretty lucky, College Station, we live in a bubble. And um, in 2008, when everyone else around us was just struggling big time, College Station didn't drop, like their numbers didn't drop. And coronavirus, everyone was worried. And our market did more, or our, yeah, our market did more this year than they did last year. And so I, I tell everyone, as long as that university is still got people going to school there, this market, it's just, it's thriving. I mean, we're seeing an average increase in houses 3% a year. Like that's huge. I mean, that's, that's, that's major money. Yeah. And um, so I think that in the next five years, uh, hopefully this, this whole area will just be, continue to be booming and we will see um, a lot of things, good things are coming. So I don't see any downfall at all. <laughs> Do you have any things in mind or are you just... Um, so, I mean, personally, I would like a Nordstrom here, but I don't think that's going <laughs> to happen. Or um, Post Oak Mall to be reinvented a little bit. But I mean, as far as uh, people like Navasota, we're going into Navasota this way and Hearn that way. And I just think that um, South College Station, if you're, I'm thinking five years ago, the only thing that was out here was that HEB and a bunch of houses. And now... We've got many businesses here, and so I just think that's going to keep growing and growing and growing. And um, this is going this is going to be a hub. It's going to be a, a next you know middle big city, and not Dallas or Houston big. But we're gonna there's there's a lot of job opportunities here, with, especially with Fujifilm being here, the university. Um, we're adding in uh, like three other huge companies that are coming. And I just read it on the news this morning, and if you wouldn't have put me on the spot, or if I wouldn't have put myself on the spot, I could have told you. But there's lots, there's lots of things happening here, so I'm excited to see, and I'm in it for the long haul. So, 
I think it's going to be exciting. So you're not going anywhere. No, this is my <laughs> this is my full time job. This is where you've been your whole life. Yeah, um, I mean, we, Luke and I, we are moving. We bought some land and we're going to build a house, um, but it's only 25 minutes from here. Um, we're still going to work here, so I think that that's you know, that, not to worry. What would you say is your key to um, staying consistent with balancing your work life with CrossFit? Time management. Um, I think if, if it's not if it's not my Google Calendar, I'm not going to go do it. So I put. I mean, I know every day I'm going to go to the gym at seven most days. Um, so I put that in my calendar every day. I know that I'm going to wake up and read my Bible in the morning from 6.15 to 6.45. So like that goes in my calendar. And I know it's going to take me 15 minutes to get dressed and get to the gym. Like I, I live my life like that. Um, and I know that that sounds daunting for some people, but if you want to do as much and be as much and work as much, um, I mean, you have, to, you have to live your life like that. I'm sure y'all live on a schedule, especially with kids. Yeah, we do. It's, it's all around them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thankfully, I don't. I'm not. I'm not there yet. But one day. Yeah. Well, do, doing what you're doing now is going to help you. Yeah. You know, whenever you do have, when things change, I mean, mm -hmm. things things change and come up. So you'll be able to adapt to that change. Yeah. It was, and so with the quarantine, that was really fun to see. As you know, we we didn't go hardly anywhere. I was essential, thankfully, but um, we did not. I didn't go do a whole lot. I don't think I put on makeup the whole month of April. <laughs> and so learning, we adapted to that and we overcame through that um, and learned a lot of cool things about business. And so I think everything's just going to continue on with this virtual house selling, which has been so cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. But, so let's go back to, you mentioned earlier, you've been training for a triathlon for the last six months. Uh -huh. What is, outside of your normal CrossFit workouts, what does that mean? What, so, what have you been doing to train? Um, swimming, and so we, not anymore because it's cold, but Aaron and I used to go to the pool and we'd swim laps on Saturdays um, and practice. We did a couple time trials and did things like that. So I did a lot of swimming, and then I... Um, during quarantine, I bought a Peloton, and so to help with my endurance on the bike, um, I have not yet to ride a road bike, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm going to get my road bike tomorrow, so uh, I think that I'm going to try that out this weekend, and then on Sunday, we're going to do a full triathlon practice, so if you want to join, you can. This Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, see why not. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. So I think. I'm mainly doing it to support y'all. Oh, cool. In your first triathlon. Yeah, woohoo. Yeah, we, uh, we had a good game plan, and then coronavirus started. I blame everything on coronavirus. So, uh, I'm, I mean, three, it's just the sprint. So it's 750, 750 meter swim. It's only 250. Oh, 250 meter swim, excuse yeah. me. Um, 13 miles on the bike, and then a 5K. And so um, the first two are going to be a breeze. I'm a pretty good swimmer. Um, I was a camp counselor my whole life, so in the lifeguard, so I kind of learned a lot about that. And then biking, that's not going to be hard. The run is going to be the challenging part mentally, but it'll be fine. We'll, we'll knock it out. Yeah, if you're, as long as you're prepared mentally, yeah, um, you can get through it. it it's not a, the course is not difficult. It's pretty flat, uh, so that'll be helpful. And um, just don't go too hard on the bike. Yeah, I won't. I don't think... No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get get out of that water fast though. Yeah, it's, it's a short <laughs> swim. I mean, and it's a pool swim. So yeah, it'll be good. It is gonna be really fast. So we um, are we're pretty excited about it. I guess I will um, 
We'll just see how it goes. I might be addicted to it. I don't know. I have yeah, an addictive personality. So. <laughs> well, um, what about, so have you been running outside of CrossFit or just? That's yeah. Um, so we try to go and run like one evening a week. Like I said, I'm not a very good runner and I don't really like running. Um, my husband really likes to run. So we try and go knock out two or so miles you know, on an evening during the week. So that's about all the running I've been doing. And then short intervals, obviously, in CrossFit workouts. Yeah, I mean, the CrossFit alone, I think, is a really good um, cross-training exercise for triathlon yeah. and, and endurance training, endur endurance sports, uh, because a lot of endurance athletes are missing the strength component, mm -hmm. and you've got that. Oh, yeah, that's, for not, sure. that's the easiest part. Yeah. So you're going to, that, that number one improves your performance running, but also helps reduce injuries on the bike and on the run mm -hmm. uh the longer endurance type stuff so that's gonna and, and swimming too with your shoulders um so what's next with tri triathlon we'll uh, see after the triathlon Depends. yeah i need a i need a When's mental the next triathlon? <laughs> i need a mental break um i think a friend of mine named jordan monroe he's running a triathlon sometime next spring and so i said if i liked it i might do it with him so we'll how see. long is it it's a full try Full Ironman? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's the 10K at the end. So what That's is that? That's an Olympic. An Olympic try. Yeah. So, yeah, not an Ironman. You're uh, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah, well, I haven't done one yet. So no, it's Olympics. So I think it's maybe it's like a mile swim, 10 mile, I mean, 30 miles on the bike. And it's then 26, yeah. So it's and then it's a 1,500 meter swim. It's supposed to be, which is just under a mile. And then the, it's a 26, it's a 40K mm -hmm. bike. So 26.2 and then 10K run. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'll let you know. My husband, we're running a Spartan race. It's 10 miles in May for my birthday. And so, um, I don't know. We'll have to figure it all out. <laughs> I mean, you're already training, so might as well yeah, keep training. I guess. <laughs> 10 miles, it's like 30 obstacles. So it'll be fun. So are there, um, this is just kind of wrapping it up here. Final question. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she asked you this or not. Um, what is one... I said she. Oh okay. <laughs> Allie's here. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Allie? Do you want to ask her the last question? Do I ask everyone this? Yeah, she asked me on the podcast the other day, and I wasn't ready for it. Oh. Um, what is one activity or hobby that you would like to try that you haven't tried at all? Never tried, but want to try. One activity or hobby. Sport activity. That I've never tried. It could be I just a hobby, too. Want to try. Oh, man, I should have thought about this. Um, well, it's good to have the first thing come to mind. So. Uh, oh, I got it. Tennis. Okay. Yeah, I think I always want to play tennis. I used to work with a lady who is a, she's in her late 60s and plays tennis for like two hours every day. And I was like, oh, I want to go uh, learn. And I never did. So, yeah, tennis. I think that's something in the sun. I like to be in the sun. So, yeah. most of the time it's in the sun. But, yeah, yeah tennis. So, where can everybody find you? Life on the Brazos on Instagram um, and Facebook, or you can find me at 979-218-2315. Text, everybody call, got the digits. voicemail, whatever you want to do. <laughs> DM me, message me. I usually answer all platforms uh, pretty quick, so that's where you can find me. So if anybody wants a place to work out, contact Laura Lee. Yep. If you need to buy or sell a home or invest in property or anything related to real estate. Or even just have a question. Um, 
I mean, you don't have to even be local to Bryan College Station. I, I'm, I'm a wealth of knowledge for this stuff. So, yeah. Laura Lee Smith. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. That was wonderful. I think a lot of people will benefit from hearing the different types of activities that you do, especially CrossFit. I mean, oh, one thing. We're going to go back a little bit. I wanted to ask you one thing about CrossFit. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> so... Do you have to be in shape to do CrossFit? No, I, uh, no, I, uh, I lost 80 pounds doing CrossFit. I was not in shape at all. And so, um, don't ask me now because I gained a lot of weight during quarantine, but yeah, no, you do not, I was not in shape at all. You can be of any shape, size. I mean, it's, we're an all-inclusive gym. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of CrossFit is it's for everyone. It's, there's no, there's no limitations and there's no boundaries, so. That's why I love it. She said it CrossFit's for everyone. It is. Don't be afraid. No, don't be afraid. And if you are afraid, call me and I'll go to the class with you. There you go. All right. Thanks again, Lori. Bye. Thanks. For more information about College Station Physical Therapy and Performance, please visit our website at collegestationpt.com or check us out on Facebook at College Station Physical Therapy and Performance or on Instagram at College Station PT. That's it for today. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody, to The Active Texan.